Hello, and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast. Hi there, my name is Olivier Maris. I'm an investment writer at Julius Baer, and welcome to the show. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by Dave Meyer, who'll give us an update on the euro US dollar. But first, I'll start off with a quick roundup of the latest market news. Now, the major news this Tuesday morning comes from a seaside resort in Bali, where the G20 summit is currently held. President Joe Biden and President Xi Jinping met face to face for the first time since the start of the pandemic. Many had played down hopes for any tangible progress, yet the outcome easily exceeded those low expectations. The meeting ran about three hours, where at the end, the US said the two sides would resume cooperation on issues including climate change and food security. Biden and Xi also jointly rebuked Russia for loose talks of potential use of nuclear power, finding some much needed common ground on the war over Ukraine. The meeting was a clear step to move forward and showed signs of reduced US-China tensions. In fact, the tone of the meeting gave additional support to China's financial markets, which have been on a tear this month on the back of signs of a moderation in the nation's COVID-0 policy and a boost in the country's property market. As such, stocks in Asia are up this morning, with Hong Kong leading the gains. The Hang Seng Index jumped as much as 4%, with technology stocks amongst the top contributors. Taiwanese Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, or TSMC, surged as much as 9.4% after Warren Buffett took a stake of about 5 billion US dollars in the chipmaker. Now, futures in the US and Europe have also been creeping higher this morning, following a negative day for equities in the US yesterday where the S&P 500 lost close to 1%. Only the healthcare sector posted a positive return on the day. As for treasuries, US two-year yields and 10-year yields are flat at around 44 and 3.9% respectively. Now briefly turning to commodities, gold is steady after a near 9% rally, which started early this month. Oil, on the other hand, extended losses as concerns over the near-term demand outlook overshadowed signs of a tightening supply. The organization of the petroleum exporting countries or OPEC, reduced its forecast for global oil demand yesterday, lowering their estimates for the amount of crude oil it would need to pump this quarter by 520,000 barrels a day. This follows a similar size downgrade in expected demand a month ago, seeing it as a result of a weaker economic backdrop and China's strict zero-COVID policy. Now, in the crypto world, tokens are slightly up after Binance CEO said the world's largest digital assets exchange plans to set up an industry recovery fund. The CEO said the goal was to reduce further cascading negative effects of the bankruptcy of its rival exchange, FTX. Adding the fund will also assist in strong projects that are facing a liquidity squeeze. The largest token Bitcoin is trading near 16,700 US dollars when I looked a few moments ago. Now, for the day ahead, we can expect Swedish, French, and Spanish inflation, as well as German investor sentiment data. As for earnings, Vodafone, Walmart, and Home Depot are among companies set to report. That's all from me today. I'll now hand over to Dave Meyer from Economics Research for his latest insights on the Euro-US dollar currency pair. Over to you, Dave. Thank you, and good morning to everybody listening. So we observed a slide of the US dollar from Thursday last week going into Sunday. And the slide was triggered by the U.S. October inflation data that showed a peak in the headline inflation rate declining to 7.7% year-on-year and the core rate receding further to 6.3% from the high in September. Now, this peak in inflation led markets to trim down their expectations of the continuation of the Federal Reserve's interest rate tightening. And alongside this, markets also moved into riskier assets 
due to um, optimism that the Fed would not have to tighten as much as was priced in at that moment. So the dollar slide um, ultimately was halted uh, after comments on Sunday by Fed Governor Waller that more rate hikes were to come. But we nevertheless believe that with the end of US monetary policy approaching, and here uh, the inflation data actually increased our conviction in the Fed slowing its pace with a 50 basis points hike in December and then holding from there. With that, we believe that the peak of US inflation increased the chances that US dollar strength has peaked and consequently the euro would strengthen. The big question now is, will the US dollar continue to slide and the euro continue its recovery rally? I mean, indeed, uh, when we look forward, uh, the headwind for the euro from the increased rate disadvantage versus the US dollar will become less severe. And with that, we assume that the euro's US dollar exchange rate has in fact left uh, the low point of slightly below 0.96 in September behind itself for good. But at the same time, uh, the euro is missing clear support as the European Central Bank monetary policy tightening provides only mild tailwinds. Uh, we doubt that the European Central Bank will continue to hike rates aggressively as growth risks are rising. So as a consequence of all this, uh, the rate disadvantage of the euro will uh, remain sizable. And in addition to that, energy prices have pushed uh, the eurozone current account into deficit, limiting the euro's upside in the short term. So this macro backdrop and some lasting uncertainties uh, with regard to monetary policy tightening rather argue that the euro's recovery may have run too far and some setbacks may still occur. So we revised our three-month euro-US dollar outlook up to 0.99 from 0.97, and this accounts for some possible reversal of the euro's recovery. In the 12-month horizon, we continue to project 1.02, which is more or less flat from where we currently stand. So yes, the euro-US dollar has likely peaked, but support for the euro appears to be missing in the near term. And that's all from my side. Back to you, Olivier. Thank you very much, Dave. That concludes today's episode. I hope you will join us again tomorrow, where one of our fixed income research analysts will detail our latest change in fixed income strategy. For now, I wish you a great day ahead. Goodbye. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. Please refer to www.juliasbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information. True Connections is a monthly podcast where we talk to entrepreneurs across the globe. We delve into the details of how they started their careers, their journeys in building businesses, and hear about some of the challenges that they faced along the way. Search for True Connections on your favorite podcast player.